Zoe Farago is an organizational psychologist with an MSc in human resources management. She's a clinical psychologist license holder and also has a diploma in business coaching and mentorship and also a certificate in agile leadership. Currently she is a PhD candidate at uh, Pantheon University at Athens, Greece and her research is mainly focused on the psychometrics of corporate culture. Alongside her academic interests, she is operating professionally in the full spectrum of her science, taking over projects of culture transformation, employee training and development, business coaching, personal branding, public speaking and writing for both private and corporate clients globally. She's a mentor for Women on Top, a feministic organization trying to bring equality in the workspace. She's also a senior member of the Hellenic Institute of Coaching and was voted best career coach in the Global Coaching Conference of 2021. So before we get into our conversation with Zoe on conscious career planning, here is a quick rapid fire round to get to know her better. Zoe, what I'm going to do is I'll ask you a few random words that come to my mind and you can respond whatever comes to your mind instantly without thinking much. Are you ready for that? Okay. Yes, All right. very fun. Great. So my first word is curiosity. Cat. <laughs> Invention. Invention. Taking risks. Future. Gen Z. Book. Lots of them. Movie. Lots of them as well. <laughs> food. Oh, food. Greek cuisine. Greek cuisine. Okay. And uh, place. Place. Paris. Paris. Okay. Name. Name. Richard. Animal. Cobra. Last one. Fun. Funny. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. <laughs> My favorite yeah. show. Totally, mm. recommend, totally recommending it to everyone. Oh, okay. Got it. All right. So, as I mentioned earlier, I am trying to connect to a guest from every possible country. So, in my effort, I found you from Athens, from Greece. And I'm super excited to have you part of uh, today's show. Before I formally welcome you to the show, let me introduce the audience about what this Guiding Voice podcast is all about. So, folks, whoever has tuned into our podcast, hearty welcome to the Guiding Voice. The Guiding Voice uh, for a Better Future. And I'm your host, Navin Samala, a fellow professional and a passionate learner on a mission to make the world a better place to live. Through the Guiding Voice, we drive conversations that matter and conversations that add value to your life and to your career. Thank you so much for tuning in. And Zoe, hearty welcome to the Guiding Voice. Super thrilled to host you today. Thank you so much for having me. I look forward to it. So Zoe, you have uh, touched almost every aspect of the career with regard to human resource management, career planning, and also currently you are doing some research or the PhD on the organization psychometry. So this is kind of multi-faceted HR professional, I would say, and along with uh, uh, coaching. So I'm really curious to understand your success mantra. What are the top three things that have contributed to your success so far? Hmm. First of all, I don't take anything for granted and I always treat myself like being the average person. That helps me a lot on doing the work, on being consistent, on showing up, on you know, asking questions and not feeling bad about asking questions. Second, I don't let my mood affect my work. That means that if I'm feeling very bad for something or 
I'm not, I'm not having a very strong day, let's say. Uh, I will acknowledge that. I will validate it. I will say, okay, I feel bad. But it won't be necessarily an excuse to cancel whatever I was planning to do. I will do what I was planning to do. Probably not as good as if I was in an amazing mood. But at the end, realizing that it doesn't really matter and that consistency eats intensity for breakfast, I think that it's a, a very important lesson mm. that at least thankfully I've learned. And then the third thing is that very early in life, I learn how to negotiate and I stop taking anything for granted. Therefore, every single interaction, especially when it comes to my business success, I treat it like a negotiation. And if you don't know what you want mm. and what you ask for and what's your demand from every interaction, then unfortunately, mm. you're going to end up working for towards other people's demands and towards yeah. other people's dreams and other people's visions. Therefore, you need to know where you want to go. It doesn't mm. have to be specific. Like you said, I do a lot of things around my profession, but there are some common elements and I might be changing my mind about specific. For example, in this period of my life, I like working more as a speaker and as a writer. And some years ago, I would prefer working as a coach. But at the end, it was all about impact. Yeah. That never changed. Got it. And uh, yeah, one one thing that stays with me is don't take, don't take things for granted. Unfortunately, uh, we are living in a world where People, a lot of people take things for granted, but, uh, you know, there is a lot of hard work and there is a lot of stuff that happens in order to earn that thing. We are earning it, but it is not coming for free. That's my key takeaway. And on that note, let's uh, jump to the core of today's conversation, which is about conscious career planning. So what, what do you mean by this conscious career planning and why it is important in today's professional landscape? Well, for starts, very recently I gave a speech with the same subject. So what I realized there is that when I talked about conscious career planning, pretty much no one understood what I'm talking about. So when I say conscious career planning, that means that you need to actively think about the choices that you have and make decisions. And not Basically, don't lay, let life take you what, wherever life is taking you, because most probably it's not going to be where you need to be or where you want to be or where it suits you best. So the first part is conscious, and that has to do with putting mental effort to it and understanding what suits me. That's the first thing. What can I do well? The second thing is what do I like and what's like my passion? And the third thing is what does the market need? So when we talk about conscious, conscious career planning, I would say that it's choosing a combination of all these three. Because choosing your passion is not enough. Let's say my passion is singing. Well, but if I don't have a good voice, what will happen there? It's not enough. And then on the other hand, also just choosing something that the market needs is not enough because we develop and we give so much time into our professions in our daily lives that it's just you know futile having yeah. a job that doesn't offer you anything else. Therefore, balance between those three. What I'm good at, what the market needs, what's my passion. Hmm. Yeah, this makes absolute sense. And uh, now uh, let's move to the next question. How is this conscious career planning different from the traditional career planning? Well, the career planning in the traditional sense was more, I don't know, in your country, but at least in mine, for example, it's more about there are three professions in the world. You will be either a doctor or you will be a lawyer or maybe a teacher. And that would be it. And you would be very good at school. And again, that would be it. 
And in today's world, that's just simply not enough anymore because there are so many other skills that we're not being taught in our academic environments. But then at the end, they end up being so much more useful, like, for example, economics or financial education or soft skills training or entrepreneurship. Therefore, I would say that conscious career planning tries to involve all of these aspects as well. And I'll give you an example. My cousin, Depi, she's, uh, she has dyslexia and she has ADHD and she's been suffering with school for so many years and it's very difficult for her to study. So back some years ago or even today, but born in a different family, it would have been so difficult for her to find the future and to see how without being good at school, what's going to happen for her later. But because of understanding now that a career planning should be conscious and her parents are really good at that, she has developed such an alternative route and she's taking so many, even now she's still at school and she's taking yoga classes and windsurf and so many different stuff because she's really good at sports so that when she finishes school, she can become an entrepreneur and, you know, in the, in the fitness industry. Hmm. Yeah. Great, great example. And uh, let's move ahead and talk about the steps involved in the conscious career planning. Like uh, probably you can uh, highlight a few key steps or the strategies which individuals have to take in order to engage in the conscious career planning. Okay. First of all, like uh, I would have to go back to the first thing that I said, which would be find your niche, understand exactly what is this thing that combines the I am good at it, I like it, market needs it. First of all, find this thing. Then second, uh, ask for help, find mentors. No one goes anywhere alone. And even if you manage to do some things alone, it won't be as far as if you have someone to help you. And it doesn't have to be a mentor in a traditional sense, but just a business person that knows more things and can help you. So find your mentors. Three, study as hard as, as you can and study everything. Like nowadays, information is free. So go for podcasts, go for uh, uh, books. And then the last one that I have to say, and I say it everywhere I go, is zero same. Zero same is the key to success. If you find someone that inspires you, text them. Find them on Twitter. Find them on LinkedIn. Go to their speech, wait after their speech, go find them and say, hey, you really inspired me. Give me a tip. Yeah. And the more information you collect, then the more easy it's going to be for this puzzle to be uh, created. Yeah. I, I normally do that whenever I attend a conference and if I find some speaker interesting, I try to uh, follow them on social media and uh, send a note to them and get connected, which is a great advice. And on the same note, I would like you to emphasize on the importance of uh, networking with regard to career planning. How does networking help? Well, it does help very much, but not in the sense of nepotism. Back mm. in the day, we thought that networking is the same as, uh, you know, my dad knew someone and that's why I got this job. It's not about that. It's about connecting with people. It's about adding value to your lives. Something that I really hate is that I give a speech and then some people come to me or afterwards they text me, but it's all about what I can do for them. They never mm -hmm. think that I'm on the other side of this. And I give you my time. I literally read your message. I'm going to respond to this. So what am I getting from that? You didn't even give me feedback about my speech. You didn't even, you haven't shared any of my posts or any of my articles or any of my podcasts. I didn't even know you know me. And then you showed up and you asked for advice. Therefore, networking is about adding value to other people's life, getting value from them. And that brings a beautiful connection. So it's not just about going around and meeting as many people as possible. At the end, I don't think that it's about so much about quantity as it is about quality. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
I, I think yeah, quality matters a lot because uh, nowadays we, if you see LinkedIn, we see people with uh, say 100k followers, 500k followers, 30k followers. But uh, when it comes to uh, certain aspects like job search, how many of them are really helpful to them, right? It uh, uh, it matters a lot in terms of having the quality connections is um, very important. And let's uh, move and talk also about the personal branding, right? So how do you think? Personal brand. Uh, how do you think personal branding will have influence on the career? Very much. I think mm-hmm. that personal brand is what reflects one's career, and the stronger the personal brand, the more opportunities you have. I think of personal branding as um, I would say a passport. You do need the stamps, but you you have to have the passport first. So I would say that personal branding is what will open the door, but it's not what's going to keep you there. So it is important to know how you sell yourself and to understand your nation, to put it out there and don't be afraid to put it out there, like mm-hmm. promote it. But then you need to have some substance behind it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we've seen so many people that are just really, really good at selling themselves, but there's no substance that I think that everyone is uh, by now a bit allergic to it. It yeah. won't work anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, also, uh, can you emphasize on the importance of uh, having a mentor or a coach, especially when somebody wants to do this conscious career planning? And uh, how can all individuals find the right mentors or coaches? Well, I'm very subjective to it because uh, obviously my my motto is uh, be the one you needed when you were younger. So I can't explain to you how much I believe in the power of mentorship and how I think that my generation, it's literally because we didn't get it from the previous generations. They yeah. were, I don't know, too busy being competitive for no reason. So I think that it's our uh, obligation towards the world to leave it a little bit better than we found it. Therefore, I think that it's crucial. And if you are open to it, go around, ask, find people that inspire you, ask for their help. And eventually someone will show up and step up and say, yeah, sure. What do you need? And maybe there will be a lot of people that will step up. So then you can understand what can I get from this mentor and what can I keep from the other mentor. And it's not about following instructions blindly, like a horse who's racing. It's about internalizing information, getting this information and finding out how I can make it work for me. How does this information that Zoe or Navin said to me fit into my plan, into my conscious career planning and into my personal brand? And then when it comes to coaches, we'll find the successful one. At least me, what I do is when I want uh, a coach or an advisor or a consultant, I'm not the kind of person that will say, okay, they don't seem to be doing well in their lives, but maybe they're really good at what they're preaching. No, I want people that they're the living example of what they say. So if I was going to find a life coach, I want them to be balanced and happy. If I want a business coach, I want them to be very successful. Otherwise. I don't know. I just can't trust them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, got it. All right. So uh, great conversation. And uh, you have been uh, giving some powerful advice uh, in a crisp way, which is the most important and which I like the most. And uh, great conversation so far. Let's add uh, some more spice to the episode. I'm going to kick off a quick, uh, interesting sec- second rapid fire uh, round. And uh, wherein I'm going okay. to ask you a few interesting questions and you can Answer them crisply in a word or a maximum phrase. Okay, if you are ready, let's get started. Okay, let's go. Okay, so here's the first question. What is the weirdest dream that 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 you have ever had and that you can still remember? I dreamt 
that I was the girlfriend of Harry Potter and cheating him with Professor Snape. <laughs> you, you asked. Disclaimer. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> and, and I do uh, still remember. <laughs> okay. And uh, if you could have any animal as a pet, regardless of practicality or legal restrictions, what would you choose? Well, I have two kitties, Cobra and mm. Pie, and I wouldn't change them for anything. But if I had, if I could have any, 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 I really want a panda. Oh, panda. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Or, or a raccoon. I'm obsessed with both these animals, raccoons and pandas. Raccoon. Oh, nice. Yeah, wish you good luck. Okay. And uh, can you describe yourself in just one word, Zoe? Passion. Okay. And life. You know, my name means life. So life. I have to go yeah. there, right? Yeah, I, I liked it. And what is the weirdest thing that you have ever eaten? Weirdest is snails, snails. urchins. Mm-hmm. I eat weird things, yeah. Or urchins, <laughs> maybe, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. And what is the most embarrassing thing that has ever happened to you in public? Oh, my God. So, I don't take myself seriously at all. So, whatever you can think, it has happened. Uh, I sleep a lot. I'm also very clumsy. So, I've slept on all the... Oh, but I would say, if I have to say one weird thing is when I was in the high school, I wanted to text to my friend about a boy. And I was like, oh, blah, 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 and I accidentally sent it to the boy. <laughs> and, I still, and I still remember it. So, yes, I'm going with this one. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. And the last one for the rapid fire. What is one electronic gadget or a fantasy gadget that you would like to see or invent yourself? Oh. I would like something that makes my suitcase and packs and unpacks with a button mm. and puts inside the suitcase everything. I travel so much for work and I don't know, I, I travel like two, three times a month and up to mm. this day, I still can't sustain making my own suitcase. It's so tiring. So that that's what I'm going for. Yeah, that's a great thought. I think, um, yeah, uh, it will be helpful for all the busy executives who are always traveling. Wonderful. And let's flip back to the mainstream. And now, can you share any success stories or examples of individuals who have used conscious career planning to make meaningful changes in their careers? Well, I can tell you about one of my friends. And mm-hmm. it's a very interesting example. I could use my clients, but I think the friends one is more interesting. Yeah. And so I have this friend. We're studying together psychology. But I can tell it wasn't really her niche. And she liked it, but she wasn't particularly good at it. And uh, especially she was very, very interested in the neuropsychology. And you could mm. see that she was really suffering with neuropsychology. And she had already decided that she's going to be a neuropsychologist. She had found her master's, which was a, a very, very intense and expensive and three years of your life program. And she was obsessed with it. But then every time we had a neuropsychology class, she was like barely passing it and always getting bad grades. So one, but she was extremely creative, for example, extremely creative. And then one day I said to her, have you really thought about it? Like, she's like, yes, I love it. That's what I'm doing. Anyway, in the meantime, I was working in a corporation. And at one point, there was an opening in marketing, junior opening. So I text her and I say, say, hey, I know you want to do the neuropsychology, but what do you think about taking a break and try this thing just to see how corporations work? And maybe you like it, maybe you don't like it. And let's see. Mm. And she mm. says, okay, you know what? Uh, I think I'm going to do it because I don't have any business experience. So maybe it makes sense to get some business experience before doing my master's. 
So she joined this junior position in marketing. And long story short, one year later, it was so obvious that her talent is copywriting and social media. And she had nothing to do with neuropsychology that right now she has finished a master's in digital marketing. And she's actually working in various corporations and she has amazing jobs and she's like master copywriter. She creates concepts. And I would say, yeah, that's a very successful story of how you, you don't stick to something that someone has decided for you or it's the norm. And I finish psychology, so I have to do something with psychology. But you mm-hmm. take all the triggers and the stimuli from the environment in order to create your own reality into something mm-hmm. that actually fits, something that makes sense for you. Hmm. Nice. Uh, I I love the example. I think these kind of real stories uh, really help uh, build confidence, and I think our audience can uh, learn a lot from this episode. And uh, yeah, before I let you go, how is your experience being hosted on the Guiding Voice platform? Amazing. It was very fun, very fast, and <laughs> uh, you really put me on the spot there. But I hope <laughs> I delivered, and I hope that your audience is going to learn one thing or two. Absolutely. I think uh, yeah, this has a lot of. Uh, value added stuff and it is going to immensely benefit the audience in planning their career consciously and uh, zoe thank you so much for being part of the journey and i really appreciate thank all the well. time and the insights that you have shared it was great take care yeah all right so friends that was our episode with uh, zoe farago and uh, before we get into the trivia section here is a request to you uh, please subscribe to us in case if you haven't subscribed already Also, if you are listening to this uh, podcast on Apple or Spotify, I request you to follow. And if possible, leave a rating or review so that uh, we can get listed higher and we can get, we can reach wider audience. And if you have loved this episode and found the conversation useful, please share with at least three of your friends or colleagues who can benefit from the guiding voice. And thanks much in advance. Now let's hop into the trivia segment. And today's trivia is about careers. And now that we had amazing conversation about consciously planning your career here are a few facts about careers a career builder survey revealed that 70% of the employers use social media to screen the job candidates and uh, second fact is research conducted by the university of phoenix found that 55% of the working adults in the united states are interested in changing careers and according to a survey by glassdoor the average job interview process takes approximately 23.8 days and a study by the jobwhite reported that 40% of the job seekers found their best job through personal connections or networking so i think it is practically evident that you get a better opportunity by networking with right people in fact zoe has spoken about the importance of networking and personal branding as well so go ahead and leverage the power of networking guys and finally the global talent trends report by linkedin revealed that 94% of the employees would stay longer at a company if it invested in helping them learn and grow so before i conclude the episode my request from each one of you is how did you plan your career and have you made any of the career changes consciously if so please uh, share your story with us either on social media or if you are watching this on youtube leave a comment we'll go through it and that's all for today thank you so much for tuning in folks do not forget to share your topic recommendations and also guest speaker suggestions either through social media or email me at theguidingvoiceforyou@gmail.com 
I'm your host Navin Samala, a fellow professional and a passionate learner on a mission to make the world a better place to live through conversations that matter and conversations that add value to your life and to your career. Until next time, bye bye. See you all in the next episode with another wonderful guest.